right. Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Right now, we're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. But make sure you go to Spotify and Apple Music. Check us out on there, too. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Ritz. How you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm great, man. How you? Man, I'm fantastic, bro. I had to, uh, even before we started this interview, I was like, man, you got a lot of songs with my favorite rappers. <laughs> like, you oh, got no. Quick. I mean, not quick. Um, Big Crick. Oh, Crick, 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 Crick. Yeah, Like I said, uh, you got Trade the Truth, E-40, Devin the Dude, MJG. We uh, like the same Park. type of shit. Yeah, Twister, Paul Wall. I'm like, yeah. okay. And even though boy that be singing all the time, was that Mike Poser? Oh yeah, man, he's done. Hey. He's, done my, he's done my career wonders, man. Mike Poser, his ass off. Yeah. I got I to meet him, man. But he be singing. I like him on um. I, I was listening to your songs, and I like him on that two two chain songs he was on. Yeah, he's a great uh, songwriter. He wrote Justin Bieber boyfriend, some songs from Maroon Five as well, and Appeal of the Beezus. But yeah, shout to Mike, man. Almost got him on this album, but didn't have Almost. Right. So I know you you got a long career, so we're going to just start from the beginning a little bit. Yeah, 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 man. All right. So I just want to know, give us your first memories of uh, hip-hop. Like, what, what do you remember, the first first memories? First memories of hip-hop would have, there's a couple couple definitive ones. First memory of hip-hop, we was I was uh, born in southwestern Pennsylvania. I moved down to Georgia when I was eight. I've been here since 88. Um, but in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, uh, my sounds okay, cool. You can hear me, all right? Yeah, you I'm good. Trying to fix my shit because my shit's whack. But anyway, um, man, in Pennsylvania where we were at, man, they didn't listen to rap. There wasn't no. I mean, I'm in the middle of fucking Mayberry. You know what I'm saying? So my first thing was the Fat Boys. That's they played the Fat Boys, LL Cool J, and like Run DMC. There, that's pretty much it on the radio. And like uh, and Beastie Boys, every now and then, I really went into them. But uh, run uh, fat boys, and then when I moved to Atlanta, I immediately got introduced to Kilo, a song called Cocaine, and that just that changed my life. That one record, <laughs> that one record, and then it just made me, uh, you know, I was a naive little white kid from Mayberry. You know, I come down. There's a white girl in town. Her name is Cocaine, and it was just so. And it was, you know, it was drug rap, like some gangster shit, talking about getting sprayed up over cocaine and. It was just intriguing to me. I was like, this is so oh, dangerous. And uh, yeah, so that was it. And then basically not to go too deep with it, but if I had credit any any two other people would be Rap-A-Lot Records, everything that came with Scarface. I bought Scarface's solo album. That led me to get all the Ghetto Boy shit. And then I went, I just went Rap-A-Lot, Rap-A-Lot fan. And then Outkast. And then that's pretty Outkast. And those are my mains. They got me started as a, as a, in, in my youth. Yeah, I actually, I was, I was proud. That was like my proudest interview. I interviewed Jay Prince. Oh wow! Yeah, I was happy. I was about to cry when I was interviewing him. <laughs> That's right, man. I was telling my boy last night because we had, we had seen him at the studio at Tree Sound. I was like, I'm not a loud type of guy. I don't do it, but I like I like Jay Prince's voice. Oh yeah, like that. That is very little things that remind me of when I'm little that bring back that nostalgia. How much I loved rap. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that motherfucker talk on a record, I'm like, man, this is the type of shit. This is what I this is what I fell in love with. And his book's actually the first book I read since uh 1995. It was good. It was good last year. So I like I like when he started talking about the boxing too. Yeah. Wow, man. Good for you. That's dope. That's a dope interview. Yeah. Awesome. And now I'm gonna ask you so uh 
far as like as a, as a as an MC, what would you say your story is? Like, what what kind of messages do you try to get across in your music? Uh, it's a couple. Um, it, it's changed throughout time, obviously with growth and different different things. You know, at first it was more about when I first started rapping, it was more about you know being a high you know back in my era, a lot of hype people dropping out of school and just doing bad shit and just you know just being that type of kid. And uh, I I would say though, if I was just to keep it general, um, one mine is letting the fans all the way in with complete honesty, and uh, try to keep I try to for the most part, stick to topics that everybody can relate to from all walks of life. So like, whether it be love, uh, money, you know, shit like that. Um, but, but for me, I like to be more like a, I guess I'm an open book, man, you know, and I'm definitely a rapper's rapper. You know what I'm saying? I like to tell the inside bullshit that goes on. I like to expose the game because I wish, uh, not to expose the game in a bad way, but I wish when I was young, somebody was in the industry that could tell me all these things and I wouldn't know by now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the next question. I was gonna say, how did you go by developing your your craft as an MC? It's crazy. It was a, it was so it started with Willie D. Uh, I used to try to rap like Willie D, like a motherfucker. I was probably <laughs> my parents probably wanted to kill me, man. Uh, you know, just little ass. I don't think my nuts dropped yet. I had a high, I bust you in your motherfucking head. You know, trying just trying to rap like Willie D, and then uh, it, it just developed. Well, out Outcast. So when Outcast came out, it was like okay. So I've been hearing the gangster ass shit from LA and Dre and all that shit. I've been hearing, um, man, my main influence was a rap a lot at the time. And this was before like 95 when like Avon and JG, GK, that era. This was just a little bit before that, 92, shit like that. So um, they they developed it. When Outkast came, it was like, yo, that's 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 it. Cause it showed where I where I where I'm from you know, or show places that I've seen and I can relate to it and the, the accents and the style and everything. So Outcast made me go, all right, now I want to do it. And then then once Eminem came out, he kind of put put me back about five years. We all had the Oz white boys had to go back to the drawing board like fuck man it's <laughs> you know back then it was about lyrics, you know, and you couldn't be a white rapper without being the dope like not the dope, but as dope as you could possibly be. You know, so when Eminem came out, it was like, oh man, he's extra crazy with it. Now I got to, what the fuck am I going to do now? So, uh, but yeah, that, that was pretty much what developed it. And then as time went on, I started double time and practicing. I started, I would always double time, but Twister was my double time artist I listened to. Mm-hmm. Twister and Bone Thugs, but Twister for sure is my main fast rapper influence. I didn't really find that fast raps that my real calling, my style, rapping double time over down south beats until. I got so tired of, uh, you know, I was getting so tired of crunk and snap and I was going to uh, doing a lot of clubs then. And, you know, I, I, my music had content and lyrics and they could do it, man. Uh, man why, he, he, I, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, it wasn't, I was getting respect for it. So now I started seeing Yellow Wolf doing these kind of clubs. I didn't even know him, but I, I met him through somebody doing these kind of like, I won't say white boy shit, but like some hipster shit back in the day, like some, you know, graffiti ass that type of crowd that wasn't my scene i wasn't familiar with it so um but yeah all that developed all that developed what it what it was today but i would definitely say twister with the fast shit eminem with the syllables outcast for making the most beautiful music ever and the gangster shit always the realest shit is uh you know tupac and fucking uh rap a lot scarface ghetto boy that's a uh, war boy Devin the dude yeah. do you remember where you was the first time you saw that players ball video 
Oh my God. I, you know what? I don't remember where I was, but I remember going to the Goodwill and buying me some Adidas pants like Big Boy was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Big Boy's the only, you know, it's like, uh, Big Boy's the only, uh, 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 hey, do me a favor. I know this is. Um, this. Does this sound work? No, you good. Oh, you, you can hear me this way. Yeah. You sure? Cause I put them back in. If not, but I was just no, having trouble. You know. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. Nah, but I went to Goodwill, man, and bought a fucking uh, bought the Adidas pants. You know, like the three stripes down, down the leg, like Big Boy wore in the video, man. I just. Big Boy's the one rapper, like, now I'm sure there's a, if I meet Jay-Z or some shit, you know, but I try to, I'm not, not that I'm against the fanboy thing, but I'm just not that, there's very little artists that I'm still fan, fans of, you know, but yeah, so when I'm around Big Boy, I mean, my whole ad, my whole, uh, oh, what's they call it, my my catchphrase, yeah, yeah, I stole that from Big Boy, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, it, it is what it is, so being around him, I try to, you know, I know how to play it, cool. But it's weird because I used to like dog. I used to dress like you. I used to watch how you walk. I used to, I'm thinking about the, you know, I'm just like, man. So being in his presence, man, was really cool. And he's a nice guy, real cool dude. And he's to me the flyest dude in the rap game. I don't give a fuck, man. The motherfucker to dress and he's just a he's just a fresh dude. Yeah, then my uh I actually just interviewed uh he's a new artist, I just interviewed him and he was he was talking about you. I mentioned your name and he was I was like, I'm about to interview him coming up. He was like, Man, he raps fast too. He was like, I don't know how Riz rapped that fast, though. He's like, ask him how he rapped that fast. I said, I'll ask him for you. <laughs> you know, it's crazy with the fast shit because it's like, that's another thing of mine, man. I get so frust I get frustrated with, one, I'm real lyrical based. You know, I take pride in trying to make the best to be lyrical. You know, I'm a, I'm a uh, technical rapper, you know. So it's like, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody wants to hear all that shit all the time, but... I, uh, you know, really wasn't about rapping fast. Unfortunately, I think that's where a lot of these people are making their mistakes. But maybe not, though, because nowadays the fans can't tell the fucking difference. Mm -hmm. But I hear a lot of fast rappers that, uh, you know, rap fast but don't say shit. So I, it's cool that he said that about me, but I definitely like to be known as somebody who's got content more than, a you know, just a fast rapper, you know, because so many, so many people out there, I was doing a show on the blow when you know how to go when I flow when I and it's like, come on, man, he ain't saying yeah. shit. He was doing that. Then I was like, I had to break it down. I said, so what did you actually say? Yeah. It's something simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it kills me too, because I'll do a feature with somebody and it, ain't, it doesn't kill me, but you know, deep down inside, I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I want to be good. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, I'll be on a feature with somebody who I know can't rap as good as me, you know, doing the same flow, same type of, they're trying to do that. And it's just like, they'll be on there, dude, we killed it too. And it's just like, man, hey, man, y'all can have it, man. Fuck it, man. Y'all might not ever get it. But uh, but it is what it is, man. But it, uh, Twister was definitely the main guy with that, for sure. Yeah. And then I wonder, uh, like I said, I know you, you was with Strange Music and you dropped yeah. four albums. I would say, so you must know about wrestling. Because you how you come up with that Johnny Valley. I do, man. That's that Pennsylvania shit in me, man. Yeah, I was like, all right. I, I fuck with you. I see, you know, I say, that's the dude right there. Yeah. Did you watch wrestling? Where you from? I'm from Mississippi, but I, I'm oh, always wrestling. But that's, um, I'm thinking. Columbus. Oh, okay. I got some homies out there. I got some homies in Natchez and uh, that, man. Shout out Mississippi. Um, I think that's what's called Natchez, right? It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Man, yeah, dude, my dad, so when we moved to Georgia, uh, 
from Pennsylvania. My dad was a musician. He played in bands. That was his whole shit. So it was kind of that time where he was reaching that age, like, you know, I got kids. Do I want to keep doing his band shit or do I want to get a real job? So he moved us to Atlanta. He started working for TBS and he filmed wrestling. Mm. As a kid, we had all the front row, like right by the gates and shit. You know, it it was cool. But it was it was the uh, WCW back when they were broke. So it was kind of, you know, it was a Ric Flair and shit. But it was it was cool, man. Definitely in the definitely was into wrestling for a while. Not anymore. Hey, but I don't know if you know this. So, but it's kind of died down now because the Corona shit. But uh, Billy Corgan, he owns NWA now, and he has a show called Power. And he's making it look like just like it looked back in the day. It, oh, it no. show. So I don't know if your daddy was doing it back then with how it looked back then, but yeah, he was doing it center stage and a little yeah, yeah. yeah they, they got it looking just like that now. They got it looking right. like old school, but it's new with the wrestlers, but it that old school look. That's how they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I tell the story. I'll just talk to you real quick because you said you watch wrestling. Do you know Arn Anderson as you familiar with Ford? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, my grand, my grandfather, you know, they small town folks, man. You know, you, you know, live in a trailer, man, live a quiet life, watches wrestling, thinks it's real. <laughs> you know, this is the 80s. This is like late 80s, <laughs> and, uh, early 90s. So so my grandfather, he doesn't get it. You know, Atlanta, this is big, you know, walking around. He don't like that type of shit. So we go to, uh, this is just too much. So we're at the wrestling event, though, and we go backstage. And he likes the four horsemen. And here comes Aaron Anderson. And my whole family did a bunch of babies and kids and shit. Arn Anderson walks back and goes, not even in character. He's like, who let the goddamn Clampett clan in this fucking player? You know, called my whole family just like basically hillbilly. And we were at that point in time. <laughs> my grandfather never watched it again. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he was hurt. <laughs> oh, man, Arn Anderson did him dirty, man. Yeah, he's still out there. He, he um. He out there helping them now still. Yo, I'm I'm not being unprofessional. I'm grabbing a light. I'm seeing you smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, man. We have we conversate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps me calm. Man. I like my cigars lately, man. It's a new. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah. That's the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was just asking you. So, how was your time with Strange Music, and then you know coming out with the projects, touring? I know that was experience. Yeah, the Strange Music's a whole interview on its own you know what i mean in a nutshell strange music was amazing you know it, it, it uh brought me to a huge audience and it taught me a lot about the the rap game um uh so yeah so that's basically what i could say about that i mean there was tons yeah i said in rap. there was label friction cocaine addiction how to separate the real from the fake there was a lot of shit going on and you know there was ups and downs but now it's all over with you know, I got nothing but love for those guys, you know, deep down inside, you know, even on some friend or homie shit. Um, but it was an interesting experience. My, my, The way my career started wasn't the way it was planned as me being, uh, you know, 12 year old thinking I was going to be, you know, Eminem. You know what I mean? But uh, so I didn't expect it to go the way it did. And just now I'm finally. Fine. And even then, you know, even now, I mean, people still think I'm Simon Strange. And somebody the other day called, they was like, there's another white Jesus out. I think, oh, Catfish Billy, that's what it is. It's like, no, man. It's, it's like people just don't know, you know. And it's because I came, I'm blessed, but I didn't plan on coming that much up by somebody's little homie because that was never the situation. So, unfortunately, in my whole career, I've been, you know, under Wolf or under Tech instead of, you know, really getting the respect for being an MC and a leader. 
you know what I'm saying? That that we just didn't show the cameras. That wasn't the situation at the time. So, but it was cool, man. It was it was a great experience. And fuck, man, I'll start from where I start, left off in 2012. And if it wasn't for Strange Music, I wouldn't have all these fans that I have now. So that's that's the good thing. Yeah, I was reading some. It was saying um, it said after you left Strange Music, it said you had to start over, and it said you was facing um, drug addiction and money problems. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened? Well, so like, um, uh, I kind of told my homie I wouldn't talk about it too much. So like, basically, not that I'm against talking about it, but I'm trying to figure out how to word it without, you know. Yeah. It's so crazy because it's like, like I said, with me being a guy that wants to let everybody in the game and let them know what happened, like I want to be like, this is exactly what happened. This no, is whatever you want to feel comfortable saying. It's all no, good. but I do that. Now I end up running, but it's like I want it. I want people to know, but it's a fine line where you don't throw, you know, make anybody else look bad. Um, with strange, with strange music, the money situation really didn't have anything to do with strange. If anything, they they were boosting my fan base up. But I will say, from the outside looking in, fans were thinking, you know, pretty much ninety percent of everything I was doing, strange from the music to the features to um, until a certain time where Travis was making us do videos there. We we stayed in Atlanta like we weren't part of the Kansas City inner circle strange music, you know. So when I say we, me and my manager, my team, um, so I always kind of felt a little bit like an outsider with something to prove. And then they kind of, which is good, they used me as a guinea pig with the with the switch lane song to try practicing on radio, and it went well. You know, I almost had a number ten record, and as soon as soon as I went into the top ten, was about to creep in and change my life. You know. They pulled it, it pulled it. And then mm. the next time I, I gave him another hit, which when I say hit, not being cocky, it was just, it was what it was. It's just my probably most popular, second most with no visual. So if we would have shot a visual to that, they would have put some money behind it. I'd have probably been in a whole different space. But hell, looking back, shit, I'd have been in a whole different space if Yellowwood would have did a box Chevy video. It's just, you know, things happen. But uh, as far as the money situation goes, the money was me touring and so i didn't really tour with strange much even though that's their main thing uh you know uh tech's huge and sells out shows his crowds are fucking crazy so i toured with him a couple times when i first signed there and then later on when i wanted to promote an album but i always try to tour myself and just keep it separate you know i didn't want to i was already in that box you know what i'm saying so i wanted to make sure people knew i did shit on my own because the cnt shit was always you know here and inevitable um but yeah, so so yes, yeah, so I got a lot of money touring, you know, touring not a lot of money, but I'm saying years go by, you get more money, more money, more money. And uh you think that money's gonna start coming in, man. I had a I had a good friend of mine running to some issues and I just spent I, I went in. You know, unfortunately the game was at a time and my contract and the relationship was strange where I didn't need to be spending money like that. Uh-huh. You know? So I was really trying to help out a homie and spent pretty much everything. And then when that happened, me and the label, I kind of knew they weren't how they were pushing. The game was changing how people consume music, and I was a full blown alcoholic, right? You know, suicidal kind of guy, and like, just it was a mess. So it was meant for me to lose the money because I was, you know, it was headed to that direction anyway. But it was I lost it being kind, to be honest. You know, just a lot of my the reason why. So yeah, it's, it's building up right now. From it's definitely building from scratch. I mean, I'm getting money, but. Yeah. I, it was a, it was a time where I was getting like whoa this is this this is life like holy shit this is great people don't even recognize me I get money 
But I think if you lost it being kind, you're going to get it back anyway. I hope so, man. I I, I think it's coming back, man. It's just uh, I did take a big hit. I took a big hit. So basically, when I when I finished, when I put my last album out with Strange, I had I went on another tour by myself, really sick at that time. So I spent my last $15,000 cash and just to go into rehab. And I'm not even a rehab kind of guy. My family's not. Like, you know, it's just – but I, I had to do something. My manager was giving me ultimatums, and you know, without him, that's you know, he holds me down. And um, me and my wife. So when I got out of rehab, all the credit cards canceled. I mean, every so I was just broke. So when I got money for my first album, put a crown on it on my new label, shit, I had to live on that shit. So, and that's why I like letting people know, you know, because shit, I was getting out there like, dude, you got the new label, you balling. <laughs> so you know how this shit is, man. But uh, yeah, I, lo- I lost a lot. Then you was talking about CNT. Yeah, CNT. Like yeah. Yeah, is it just you right now? Or who all involved with CNT? No, it's just me. It's just me right now. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, with what I've been through with record labels, man, I'm not sure if I want to yeah. be the guy, you know. I'm kind of experienced, uh, experimenting, or I'm planning on experimenting. My boy, uh, Nofgaard, that rapped on uh, my new single, Hazel Blanco. He pretty much put Northside on the map as far as Atlanta goes. And um, uh, I'm trying to work something out with him, but trying to do something different with artists to where maybe they pay for their own shit and put it out under my imprint. So it's not no, you owe me this. I, nah, you pay, put it out under my shit. I get this percentage, you do your thing. You know, I just don't want to be that guy that everybody wants to kill. You know what I mean? Because that's how, that's how bad that shit can get, you know, when I mean, you don't understand. And I wanted you to talk about your current project. It was, I was listening to a uh, picture yeah. perfect. Picture perfect, man. Here you go. That, that was perfect. Yeah. And you got the uh, like I said, you rap fast. I, I like, I like, I'm not, I like the production. I think you got, I like your beats. I like your sound. Like the, like it sounds good. Like I'm not even, I don't like too many like fast rappers like that. I just like your, yeah. yeah. You got that flow. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's weird, man. You know, it's it, and it's the time, you know, sometimes I think back with timing, you know, right when I came out, there was there was Yellow Wolf, MGK, uh, somebody else. Right, there was three fast rapping white boys. So it, it really like right when I finally dreams came true, I came up under, you know, I was and I was the one that influenced the, the fast rapping white boys. So it was like, but I'll never get that credit. So, uh-huh. but it's but so. I don't rely on it. I, I like to switch it up every now and then too. You know, with this one, I started the intro with it, not double time and shit, just to show that I can, you know, rap with anybody. Yeah. You know, but fast rapping, I just found it, man. You know, the down south beats got so slow for a while. You know, through that 2010, uh, nah, 2007, nah, 2005, that little scrappy era, all the way up to snap, all the way up to that shit. Beats got so slow, man. Every time I'd rap on them without double time, I sound like fucking Ti or something. <laughs> I had to figure it out. Yeah, they did it out, and then motherfucker yellow blew up on that shit, and then you know what I'm saying. Just and then I can't. Not that it was my shit. We just was in the same shit. So, you know, it is what it is. But now I'm finally after all that time, man, getting respected for owning that lane, and that's my shit. You know, these guys, everybody else doing rock albums and whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes it's like I feel like even what I'm doing, man, it's like you just gotta keep doing it. Then eventually you'll get recognized for it. <laughs> like shit. Well, I, was, I was talking to Dove. I was like, hey, let me ask you something. I mean, um, what? Say I want to get recognized for the music. 
does that matter at all? She was like, hey, you want to get recognized, go sing at church, motherfucker. This shit is, I was like, God, that's sad. Couldn't imagine if I was in a band and practiced instrument all my life. And then next thing you know, in order to get on, you go pay some 18-year-old to dance with your shirt on TikTok, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the game, man. Yeah, it's the game. But then at the same time, I think you still got that up. Uh... You got a real set of like even my listeners, they real, they fuck with that real set. They know if I'm co-signing this some real shit. So right, right, right. You, know, you got a group of people that still fuck with that real and they know that little yeah, yeah. ain't gonna last. Cause my whole thing is anyway, like I look at it like every like you, you done came out with projects and they're tight, like multiple projects. Anybody can come out with one. So you look out, come up with two. But right. can you stay in the game like you did? Like you've been in the game for a while. So I look at that, and I think that's what people respect. So even like, like I said, you got E forty and Too Short and Sugar Free, man. How long they been in the game? So yeah, it's like yeah, real it. recognize that to me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I and and all that too is a learning process for me. You know, so many mixed emotions. You you go through this and you're pissed off because money, and then you go, wait a second, man. You fucking Johnny from high school, man. You did a song with goddamn A Ball MJG forty Devin and dude. You did a song with your idols, like. Man, just this is it is what it, it ain't all about money all the time, but then again, you know what I'm saying. But it's just mixed emotions, you know. But I'm definitely proud of what I what I've accomplished for sure. I say, what would you say next for you? Huh? What's next for you? Like the end of the year? I got a Christmas album dropping, man. Uh, I just did my first. So Corona, I went. I mean, quarantine went crazy. So I wrote like I used to be in the album mode and just write albums. But now you know people consuming music a lot faster. And so now, man, I just wanted to make sure that once this quarantine shit, or, or once next year comes, and actually once now, starting since my album drops, that I got music to drop constantly. There's no more waiting a year on my records. You know, people are going to be getting me all the time without the quality of the music, you know, shrinking down. So, uh, but yeah, I got a Christmas album, man. I will say this. I'm, I'm doing it every time, even though my album Picture Perfect is out now. I'll go get Picture Perfect. But uh Man, the Christmas album, I think, is the dopest shit I've ever made. I'm so proud of it, man. It's, it's crazy. You got, like, real Christmas songs on it? Yeah, and it's weird. You know, when I tell people about it, it's kind of funny. Like, the same way your face is, it's like, everybody, <laughs> Christmas album. You know, it doesn't really, that's what I'm saying. And I heard it back to myself, and I don't even, like, you know, I'm very self-conscious, negative on myself. When I heard it, I'm like, wow, this is fucking good. And I just took it, I kind of treated it like a Christmas special. I called it Ritzmas. I play on words, but more like to put a definition behind this it, Christmas through the eyes of me. So it's like a bunch of I do traditional Christmas. There's perverted shit. There's deep shit. There's talk about, you know, not surviving. There's religious shit. Just, I tried to cover each spectrum and make all of them run. It's 36 minutes, man, of a, just a Christmas special, bro. I can't. So I can't wait to come out. That's what's up right there. Yeah. So what are some of your interests outside of music? Cooking. Cooking, bro. I'm, I'm all about the cooking game. So that's another thing, too. Uh, uh, it was just so much focus on the music this year. And then with, with not touring, not making money, wasn't a good year to necessarily go recipe trying. You know, it gets expensive. But uh, last year, I put or a couple years ago, I put out a little run called Starving Artist. That's why I go by the Starving Artist. And, uh, man, basically, I just, man, I'm infatuated with cooking. That's my new passion in life as I've gotten in my mid-20s till now. And uh, yeah, man, I just love to cook. So if I'm not rabbing, I'm cooking, you know, so that's the goal. So next, so I'm hoping early next year, we'll start doing more episodes of Starving Artists and finally release the cookbook. 
Yeah, I was saying, when you doing, um, I saw something on your Instagram, like sobriety series. Yeah, so sobriety. So I do That's that. Like that. Thank you, man. Yeah, I do that every Saturday. Um, every Saturday at nine on Instagram, I do a Saturday sobriety session. It's kind of like an AA meeting, but not so strict, you know, or not, not necessarily so strict, but I mean, you know, with a fucking rapper on Instagram talking, you know, it's like, there's no judgment here. You could drink, do your thing, just let it out, man. You know what I mean? So I don't know when all the shit was going down, it was like, everybody was going live and I was telling my manager, I just felt like fake being like, yeah, man, I'm in this bitch, you know, trying to act like I'm <laughs> I just stopped drinking, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, what can I do to relate? And I was like, dude, do your life, do sobriety, like, try it out. And man, it's been, it's been very rewarding, man. It's been, you know, under you know, underestimate, you know, exclamation point. We've been dope. We've been helping a lot of people, and it's been helping me every week. So how long you been doing it for? I don't know. I think maybe, I was, you know, time goes so quick. Maybe four or five months now. Maybe every Friday. Every Saturday. Every oh. Saturday at 9 p.m. on my on my IG Live. So, you yeah. know, anybody out there is dealing with addiction or just you even thought about it or just thought about you might have a problem or have a family member or fuck, mental health, anything. You just want to get on there and talk about some shit that happened to you as a kid. It fucks with you as your life. You know, it's good to get that shit out. So I've been trying to take so weird man i never knew i'd be this kind of guy but this is where we go but you know it is and it's it's cool i'm really happy with it and uh yeah so if anybody out there watching right now man anytime man you can always come join us man ain't no fucking judgment we're chilling talk to a bunch of drug addicts and alcoholics with problems and we just get on there and vent and talk about what's going on hmm. i'll say how did the uh covet affected you any yeah, as far as that goes, as far as sobriety, this is life in general. Has it affected your life? Yeah, yeah. Well, one, I like, man, dude, I used to, I'm a very self conscious writer. Like, it'd take me four hours to write a verse sometimes. Like, I don't go vibe with people. Everybody wants to vibe. Like, I like to be alone, you know, and write. But uh, this, the, the, the quarantine, I just, something happened. I don't know if it was sobriety mixed with it and just the timing or where I'm at in my life. I was just like, yo, I'm going to write. So I just, that's all I did. Of course, it's, you know, me and the wife getting on each other's nerves a little bit. And uh, I tore so much, though. I'm so happy to be home. So on the low, I'm really happy. But I, I lost a shitload of money. You know what I mean? So, but it is what it is. We're all losing money right now. So or most of us. You know? Yeah. So how do I think, how are y'all just to not having the tours? Are you doing like the virtual performances yet or not yet? Not yet, man. Not yet. I, we've entertained the idea of them, but I'm, you know, I don't want them to come out sloppy. They got to be right. Uh, so hopefully, uh, about minute, so hopefully we've been working on some shit. So hopefully that might happen. There's been one offs of people trying to, you know, offer us to go to certain places, but then as they work, the money is, you know, they got cash, it's just a bunch of shit going into it. So it's scary though, man. Cause what's, I don't know what the future of live music holds. And that's 98% of my income. Yeah. I'll ask you, uh, <laughs> you say you don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea because I mean, you everybody thinks it's just gonna go back to normal one day. I mean, I'm not a. I don't, yeah, because me, I was thinking about that when I was at the gym. I was like, yeah, exactly. That's the so same. we wearing our mask yeah. at the gym, then all of a sudden we just gonna quit wearing them. I was like, shit, I'm just gonna keep probably wearing my shit. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, no, I think this mask shit. So I went and bought some more masks. I don't think that mask shit, we probably be wearing there for at least another year, at least for, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and even then, cool. Let people come in there with masks, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's just fucking weird, man. I don't know. And, you know, I don't want to act like I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for making them say it's, it's that, too. It's just a whole nine. It's just fucked up. It's like, what if it never goes back to people, like, a bunch of people in crowds, like, everything we've ever known? I'm, I'm not that I think that deep and go into, like, this conspiracy shit, but I, but it's all, it's kind of scary when that's how you make a living. Yeah, I just don't want to, um, I'll be thinking about, like, I don't want to take no vaccine. I know that shit. I'm, what down with that. I'm down with the vaccine. But then again, I'm like, uh, I don't have a valid argument for anybody who's not down with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I was in the military. So I'm just, um, we all, we took the vaccines and the vaccines is basically like, ain't no telling what you're taking, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You probably shit. I mean, you remember, especially with uh, black people, you remember Tuskegee, uh, I don't know how old you old you are, but I remember getting the you know, when we were kids, we had to go get vaccined and do all this shit when I was a kid in the 80s. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if if it uh if it'll get me back on the road again, hey, I got the vaccine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, I was yeah. saying I could have really got out that all that whole shit I've been talking about, like financially and just everything, you know, because now with the CNT, I'm gonna really start seeing some other income from other places from actually from my music. And uh, so I, I don't know, man, whatever will get me back on that road, man, get this bread. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So what advice would you give to new artists as far as uh, building a name, building a fan base? That's hard. That's a very hard question. I used to, what's fucked up is, man, I had, a, I had such a dope formula back in the day and I told people and it's so old school now. So like, I don't know, I don't even know. What I will say this is though, so I don't give anybody any false information. As far as building your fan base, uh, it's very in general and it's kind of obvious, but right now it's content, constant content, constant content. And if you got five fans, talk to those five fans every day, entertain them. But what I would say is my advice to any artist, period, just don't, um, don't ever hear like, who uh, don't ever hear like a uh, little baby song. And just cause it's hot as hell, go rap. That's the way you rap now. Cause that shit never works. Mm. Don't taste. And that happened to me, you know, living in Atlanta when it, when it started, when it started really taking off as being hip hop's number one spot, when New York was going down to LA and, you know, it, man, I chased all those fast from everything that came out and it was, it was so unnatural looking, you know, I didn't get a deal till I started being myself and started doing my own type of, sh not being myself, but doing the type of music I wanted to do wherever the fuck I was at. Like, even if I'm performing at a strip club, you know, it fucking, you know, in the middle of the hood, I'm gonna go up there and jump into that. I'm gonna fucking, you know, I'm not gonna do some song, dumb it down just because. So stick to your guns. If you make this type of music, do that. Don't try to make what other people make because that ain't gonna get you on. All right, man. I'm about to go on one of your videos. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I got I was gonna play the picture perfect. Oh man, I was watching these fucking reviews yesterday. It was great. Yeah, I, I never do that. I was watching that shit. She was funny. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Tech Nine, man. Shout out to Corbin King, King Audio Productions, produced this. DJ Chris Crisis, Candice Freeman, Tech Nine. Let's go.
You the guy from the BT cipher, right? I saw you one day, y'all sway with gunplay. That's me. Still sign with tech, but tell Wolf what's up for me. I miss Rich back in them slum days. My ex-girlfriend said you hung at some place. Maybe the sun sweet. You remember that? Nah. You was cool till you got real drunk. Could just change and put some one face to the wood in the bookcase. The TV stand, whatever was. Damn, I heard you like to soak in the tub. It's not cold. No. I heard you cussed at the crowd for starting a mosh pit. What was that? The Nova and Norfolk? I forgot. I told them my homies at your door. I like when you rap fast, more than going slow. I got a joint, brother. Was told you don't smoke. What I do? What with you? I tell you what, short don't. I don't want to get high. So much, so naive, they believe in every word that they heard And stay making up dirt like I'm not a normal person Like I'ma let them talk to me a certain way Then my spit shit's cool in a certain place To a beat like this, fuck yeah, but I do deserve Get a stir, people sing the words, getting nervous Cause the shirtless jerk screaming like it's Kurt Cobain I hit a person that a purpose, they prefer to be a loud bow Trying to be a tough dude, when I'm getting roundhouse What you think I'm talking kung fu, gone through Bow, bow, letting off frowns, take a town down Blood stain, rain, blood stain, full of gasoline And my coat, and I'm so sick, even if I see a titty bit of camera trouble when they eat it out immediately Even if she didn't shower, I'm an animal Then again, if I get a hint of Emerald, then my little minute goes soft. Ugh. Ever been tipsy when you put the musty pussy in your dick was from the fishy tell the bitch to go wash? Yep. Some of the body wash, take it up beside the pussy. Honestly, I was shocked. She ain't even kind of ugly. Judge a book by the front cover. The inside is nothing like a thought. Try to spot demons when they hide it from me. Says I'm benefited with hitting the genders. I had to hit, but I didn't dig in as much as I could. Family members could be as thin as any in cobras. They got a motive and they cover for blood. Suck up my pocket, stride. Not surprised. I ain't even enough for rain. Watch the side. I said, I suck up a cotton ring. Watch the guy on my side. Send a book around on me. You can paint it pretty good. Paint it good. Wanna see, but nothing's picture perfect. The worst gets third when the naked eye. Scratch the surface. The rats and serpents. Skeleton search for a place to hide. Nothing's picture perfect. The worst gets blurred when the naked eye. Scratch the surface. The rats and serpents. Skeleton search for a place to hide. Place to hide. Nothing's picture perfect. The worst gets blurred when the naked eye. I hear a whole lot of Need a new one that's hard as a passing And the people singing me and my partner We put a cap in them Penny knocks them out of cash And then we blacking them And y'all don't really know what's cracking Saying this nigga back when I'm ruling What they pursuing And don't know that we get the fuck Feeling with a passion If I was there on this with my actions All of my artists ever be a target for blast dance That's real still people They will kill If you never feel squirrel And you give them a ill deal Never a chill pill Even when it's a little bill The reason why we're still rocking And never feel steel Everyone listen up If you ain't really knowing I have the guns quick enough They wanna go and wait for the to come Sick as fuck, speaking for gold, I'ma tell ya. Check as one, nigga, what? Every fucking day, I'ma tell ya. I ain't running with failures. They ain't never going back to drug paraphernalia. They held up high, so all the negative shit must die. The haters really wanna see me in hell. Let's fry. Everybody get the fuck away. Talk is stupidity. Can you lick it lost? What do you say? Got no validity, cause we giving the most every day. Don't you admit to me that you totally wrong? Nigga, we pay all of it if it because. Nothing's picture perfect. The worst gets blurred with the naked eye. Scratch the surface, the rats and serpents. Skeletons search for a place to hide. Nothing's picture perfect. The worst gets blurred with the naked eye. Nothing's picture perfect, the worst gets blurred by the naked eye. Scratch the surface, the rats and serpents, skeletons search for a place to hide. Nothing's picture perfect, the worst gets blurred by the naked eye. Scratch the surface, the rats and serpents, skeletons search for a place to hide. Nothing's picture perfect, the worst gets blurred by the naked eye. Scratch the surface, the rats and serpents, skeletons search for a place to
I can't. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? But you good though? Yeah. Uh, I can. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was saying I noticed too. I was looking at some stuff. Uh, the Rockley playing your music. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big uh, strange music fan. Have you played mine recently? Yeah, that's tight. Uh, yeah, no, I saw old post. You know, <laughs> you know it's fucked up. He had like uh, he had a contest. Uh, it was like yo, like go to Spotify, be on the rocks list. So like. Since he posted me before, I had everybody go tag him. But he had like four Tech Nine records on there already. That slot was filled up. Like, yeah, sorry, buddy. But man, yeah, that was dope when he did that that day. That was crazy. Shout out to Apollo, man, the wrestler, man. He shows me a lot of love too, man. He's a, he's really dope, man. He's uh doesn't have to do that, you know what I'm saying, to his followers. So I really Apollo posted you a lot. Huh? Apollo Cruz or Apollo who? Apollo, yeah, yeah, Apollo Cruz. Oh yeah, cause I thought you were talking about the uh, Mexican wrestler Apollo. Nah, 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 nah. Apollo, man. I, I don't watch wrestling that much. So I just see his um shit, and I know he's like popular now and shit. And like uh, he's always been he's always been cool. I just always appreciate that. I I, I like to post rapper shit or people shit without them asking me. So anytime somebody else does that without asking, it's like ah, me and you right here. You know what I mean? What would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Oh man, just same thing I say to them every day, man. Thank you so much. Without them, it wouldn't be shit. I could just be cooking in the kitchen and coming back here and being the dopest rapper in my house. So uh, the fact that uh, the fact that y'all stuck with me and uh, just how hard you go for me, man, and just you know, y'all a bunch of crazy motherfuckers, man. I really appreciate all the love. They really do love the music, man. It's really just a diehard fan base and. It's crazy even saying the word fans, you know, it's just, it's just cool, man. I just appreciate them for listening to me, man, going in for me, man, sticking behind me, you know, being on the rich team. I had to ask you one of my homies questions since you cook. So yeah. you're, you're at a dinner party, so you can invite uh, three, three like historical people from the past, like dead people. What three people would it be? And then what are you going to cook for them? They have to be dead? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm trying to think that this is a, he talked to a fucking uh, a burnout. I'm trying to think of who's dead. Let me think. Who's dead? Oh, that's fucked up. You had uh, to give me a minute on that one. Uh, if we did a live, I got you right now. I'm inviting mm -hmm. Bobby Flay over. I'm a Bobby. If I see Bobby Flay walking down the street, I'm going to do like Michael Jackson. Like, Michael! You know what I mean? Like, So who alive um, you invite over there? I'd probably definitely invite Bobby Flay. Definitely invite Bobby Flay. Um who else likes some uh who else somebody that appreciates some food, man? Somebody that appreciates some food. I would definitely buy Bobby Flay over though for sure. And uh man, dog, that's a hard one. I don't know. But I, I let's say fucking Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. See what the fuck they think about my food. Hey, Action Bronson. I love to have Action Bronson on a record one and shit. Be in the kitchen with a rat would be dope. Then what you gonna cook for him? I don't know. He's pretty gangster, man. I don't know. I, like as far as on the, what he does, I don't know. I got, I got a wide range, man. I probably, but you know, just to show people what's up, I normally, I normally go with uh, tacos. I use a lot of chilies and it's a lot of sweet heat, a lot of southwestern flavors, um, heavily Bobby Flay influenced, but you know, with my own style. But uh, yeah, man. What kind Sorry, of I did. My mind was blank at that people. I was like, oh, you know. What kind of taco? What kind of taco? Shit. I like bar. I like uh not barbacoa. I like uh pastor. You know, some pastor tacos, a nice tomatilla salsa, queso fresco, 
or fish tacos. I love fish tacos too. Definitely gonna be homemade tortillas though for sure. It's gonna be hey, you, you ever cook lamb? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I got some lamb. We don't know. I just bought it for the first time. What should we do with it? How we should cook it? What did you uh what did uh, you ask your question? So it depends on what kind of cuts you got. So like lamb. Let me go get it right quick. What? You gonna love this shit unless you got the the cheek piece. <laughs> it might be a cheek piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird about land too because I'm not like like I. You got like, you got a loin, bro. What does that say on the pack? What does it say that is? Lamb breast. Oh, dude, you got the lamb, man. Yo, that's dope. They don't even sell that sell that shit where I'm at. That's like a tender line. I could be wrong right now for all my foodie people out there. I would <laughs> not go to culinary school. I just love to cook. What I would do with that. Two piece. Is that a, hold up. It's hard to see. What's it say on there? It say lamb breast two piece. Lamb breast. I've never seen that. I've always seen chops. That's, oh, that could be like the fucking loin. I don't know what the fuck it's that is. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if that has a bone in it, does it have a bone in it? My wife's laughing. She's like, what you fucking doing? <laughs> no, My wife's like, what the fuck you doing? Does it have a bone in it? Yeah. Okay, so what I would do with that, just to just so I don't cop out of the question so people don't about my shit. So I would take that and I would uh I would put whatever kind of season I'd like. Rosemary mint goes good with lamb, cumin, some kind of Indian flavors go good with lamb. There or shit, barbacoa, Mexican flavors, lamb. You could you could turn, of course, Greek with the garlic and the oregano. You could do it that way. A lot of people with chops rub it with Dijon mustard. First, the mustard tangs down that gaminess to the lamb and so some mm. mustard. But what I would say is sear it first. So you're not going to get that sear with the mustard. So heavily salt and pepper, nice seasoning mix, sear it. Then put it in a low cooking oven after you sear it on all sides and let that shit cook down for a little while. Keep checking it till it's like however you like your steaks, you know, whether you like it medium, medium well, medium rare. And check it till you like it, man, and slice that bitch off. You know, it's going to be tender, man. You make a sandwiches for days, a little roasted red pepper mayo. I love cooking, man. And lamb is one of my favorites. It's like if a taco truck, meatball truck, lamb truck was there, which one am I going to? I don't know. That's horrible. Yeah, I got um we just doing some right now. Like when I go to the store, I'm just looking for something we never cooked before and I'm trying to grab it. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's fun too. Yeah. It's fun when it succeeds. Yeah. And you and you're not like, oh shit, not getting this again. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun shit. All right, bro. I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm gonna have to check out your cooking now, man. I gotta go see what you do with the lamb, man. How can you gotta tag me? Yeah, I'm gonna send you a picture of it, man. I don't be uh, posting my food, but I'm gonna send you a picture. <laughs> please, please, man, please do. I'd love to see it. Just even if it looks terrible, I'd love to just see what you know what you did with it. I, I like food, man. But hey, man, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate the questions. You know, man, just everything, man. Thank you so much, man. No doubt. You got any shout outs? Oh yeah, man. Shout out to the motherfucking fans, everybody who supported me from day one, and all the rappers, all the rappers that kept it real. And even if you talk shit behind my motherfucking back and I didn't know it, if you posted my shit and just been cool with me and supported me, I appreciate it, man. Thanks to everybody who just shows me love, man. It's uh, At the end of the day, it's my fucking job. And uh, sometimes people forget that. So, yeah, that shout out uh, Brittany Nicole. She's been here the whole time commenting. Oh, yeah. That was up. Shot. Uh, what up? What up?
Yeah, she been on the whole time. She ready for Ritmus and all that. Oh man, Ritmus is crazy. And if you're into shit like that, when it's ready, we'll send you a package. We'll send it to we're gonna send some gifts out to some special people just to hear it, man. Just to, you know, dive into the holiday theme, man. I'd love to send you one. All right, for sure, man. I got you. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, then um this yeah, I think social media is just Ritz, right? Yeah, social media is Ritz. Ritz Instagram, the real Ritz Twitter, which is just Ritz. Look for the long-headed, uh, fucking weird-looking guy. It's not a beard. Some of my first day, I got a sideburn beard or something, man. It just hangs yeah. on. Not <laughs> right. beard, bro. It's like, who grows a beard like that? Uh, but yeah, man, that's where to find me, man. Ritz. And uh, Ritz, oh, shit, I'm tripping. My manager's probably watching this like, you motherfucker. Ritz Music on YouTube. Subscribe to my fucking YouTube page. Us artists, we cannot get our shit out there until our videos start doing views and everybody goes, oh, that motherfucker's hot. But you can't get the views till you get the subscribers. You need your fans to show love. It takes two seconds. Go make you a fucking account. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And I appreciate it so much, man. And just thanks for listening at the end of the day. All right, y'all. We out. Hell yeah.